peace be with you as we celebrate the Holy Trinity, the sacred mystery of our God, who has revealed himself to us as one God in three different ways. We rejoice in this mystery of God and in all the blessings that he provides to us in the sacred name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We celebrate God in infinite and eternal ways. And so we begin our worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God the Father in heaven, have mercy upon us. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy upon us. God the Holy Spirit, Sanctifier of our souls, have mercy upon us. Lord God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we praise you for revealing to us your love and mercy. Blessed be the Holy Trinity in the undivided unity. Let us give glory to the triune God because he has shown us mercy. We come to our God. When Isaiah saw the vision of God's throne, he lamented, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips. With Isaiah, we stand before Almighty God just as we are. And together we say, Eternal God, we confess that we are mortal creatures so in need of your grace and care. For Jesus' sake, forgive us and bless us. Our Heavenly Father has not left us to despair in our sinfulness. In his infinite compassion, he has sent his Son, Jesus, so that he would be lifted up on the cross and that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And God the Holy Spirit has worked faith in our hearts so that we may put our trust in Jesus, believing that his death has paid for our sins and his resurrection has opened heaven to us as a servant of Christ and by his authority. I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, you are amazing. We thank you that you have revealed to us your glory and majesty. Be with us today as we worship you. Give us a deeper faith and trust in your goodness and mercy. We praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as you live and reign, one God, now and forever. Amen.
So, on this Trinity Sunday, we turn to the insight and wonder of God's Word, first from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah, chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I'm ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for? Then I heard the voice of the Lord, saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am. Send me. This is the word of the Lord. And thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the book of Acts, uh, chapter 2, beginning at verse 22. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David had said about him, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest in hope, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Well, fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath 
that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. And God has raised this Jesus to life. And we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this, God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. Our Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the third chapter, beginning at verse 1. Glory to you, O Lord. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. And Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, No one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old, Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. And Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Oh, well, how can this be? Nicodemus asked. Oh, you are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know. We testify to what we have seen. But still, you do not accept our testimony. I've spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him 
shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. This is the gospel of the Lord. And praise to you, O Christ. Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Three men close their eyes and picture God. As they each whisper their prayer of thanks to Him, our great and glorious God. Each of these three men know and feel how big and vast Infinite and eternal is our God. Visiting these three men, David, Isaiah, and Nicodemus, will help us celebrate the wonder and mystery of our God. So great is our God that we call him one God, who shows himself to us in three different ways. Well, maybe the most important insight we can share as we celebrate our triune God is that here, together, we enter into a mystery. It is God's world, and it is his house that we enter. Here at the door, we receive what he wants to give us. We sit down and we are guests at his table. We will receive what he wants to give us, and it will be lavish and great. To our great and almighty God, we ready ourselves simply to be thankful and grateful. And so, well, to get three different perspectives on this Trinity Sunday, first let's go back 3,000 years and visit with the man named David. David's life was so full of ups and downs and unpredictable things that it seems to have given him a kind of freedom, a liberty in his spirit. The cocky young boy who defeats the giant Goliath grows up to be king of all Israel. But then he is humbled and broken by his own terrible misuse of power and its tragic, sinful consequences. But somewhere along the way, David authentically found God. Was it as a young shepherd boy alone in the fields all day? Was it 
when David was serving the temperamental King Saul as a kind of court musician, playing his harp and writing music for worship. Well, maybe that's when David learned how to consistently find his way into the presence of our great God, no matter how lost he felt alone. David would sing, like he does in Psalm 145. I will exalt my God and my King. Your goodness and majesty, I will sing of your righteousness and your mighty deeds. David was always able, it seems, to step out of his own small perspective in life and sing of our great God. God is faithful. God is loving toward all he has made. David would sing, he fulfills the desires of those who fear him. David helps us find that place where we can be strong and secure in our faith no matter what happens. God is our refuge, our joy and security in all things. And, well, even thousands of years before Jesus would be born, David is absolutely confident that God will be victorious over death. David had found his way into the house of God. He had found his way to the table and banquet, and he is just not going to leave. So, with that in mind, we depart from David and jump forward to visit the man named Isaiah. Isaiah has an amazing story to tell us. Isaiah had been yanked up into the heavens by the hand of God. Isaiah's absolutely startled at what he sees. Indescribable creatures flying gracefully around this regal one seated on his throne as if their six-winged flight is music itself. They sing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Isaiah is in the presence of such perfect and beautiful holiness that he feels shamefully out of place. There is no broken thing or tired spirit that belongs here. And our great and glorious God then asks Isaiah, can you return to the world so full of needs and speak for me? Speak of what you have seen. 
And Isaiah says, yes, send me. Well, on this Trinity Sunday, you and I celebrate our great God together. Our faith in our Heavenly Father and in His victorious Son and in the living Holy Spirit among us, it's all like a great sanctuary that we can enter today because it has been built for us. Piece by piece, it's been put together for us by each person like Isaiah from the past who has told us something of what they have seen that reaches beyond this world into the sacred. And, well, you and I play an important part in this. Even as simply as by sharing the words of the Apostles' Creed, this whole world, or maybe even just one person, needs to hear you say, Yes, I believe in the living and almighty God. So, yes, with that in mind, now we're ready to jump forward again and meet our third man, the man named Nicodemus. Of our three men, Nicodemus might have struggled the most with his faith. But then, well, Nicodemus was living at a truly exceptional time. Jesus, the Son of the living God, had been born into the world. And Nicodemus could not help but take notice of the growing attention being given to this exceptional man named Jesus. Nicodemus heard Jesus would talk about God the Father as if he was his next-door neighbor. Jesus would just as easily talk of the coming Holy Spirit as if it was a wind crossing in front of his face. Such ideas would be really hard for Nicodemus to accept. Nicodemus was very accustomed to thinking about God, but in the ways that he had been taught to picture God since he was a small child. So now, Nicodemus had to be brave to follow his curiosity. Nicodemus had to be absolutely honest with himself that the miracles that Jesus had done and the amazing insights that Jesus so readily shared these things simply could not be ignored, and that is still true today. Nicodemus had to meet Jesus for himself. And Nicodemus was humble enough to learn from Jesus, to call him teacher. And he knew that this learning would be challenging. 
And well, meeting Nicodemus, this is a great lesson for us in this day when we celebrate our triune God. Watching Nicodemus sneak through the darkness of night to go and meet Jesus, I think it might be far more likely that the closer we get to God, the more we might need to just let go of our desire to understand him and instead just take our peace that he is almighty God. He is far above any need to explain himself or suit our little needs. How much better to simply let his love and strength and spirit surround us. Our journey of faith only can be real when we let him alone be God. No doubt God will inspire us to ask countless questions, and that's good, but hey, what part of God being one God and also three persons will ever be easy to understand? It's enough that he created us, that he saves us, that he inspires our spirit this day. Mainly, I think, our place before our God is simply to be in awe of him. Our celebration and our joy is taken in every little thing, every small discovery that we find how great is our God. From three persons, in three wonderful ways, God will bless us in infinite and eternal ways, which are always grounded because God has made himself known to us. Packed into every word from Jesus is the beginning of a little trail through the woods that we can follow until it leads us to the very place where our salvation was won by him on the cross, and then the whole eternity of God is simply made visible to us in the light of his victorious resurrection. The living Spirit of God will guide us now and forever like newborn children. So let me pray this blessing for you. Good Father, in the name of you, our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we praise you, we worship you together. With David and Isaiah and Nicodemus, may you bless us with a living and curious faith. Free us from our fears and faults so that we might be like the man David. Encourage us, like Isaiah, to speak and share of what you have given to us, what we have seen of you. 
And like Nicodemus, may we be courageous in our faith to always be learning and looking for the newness that you create in so many ways. May we be so blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you. Let us pray. Lord, we are all on a journey to meet you. We thank you that you have shown us the path before us by revealing yourself to us as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We pray for each of us and that you would lead us forward in our understanding and trust of you. Let us pray to the Lord. And Lord, have mercy. Father, we are all weak and have great needs. We thank you for your care of us. And we ask you to bless us with compassion for those around us. Nurture in us a caring heart for others. Let us pray to the Lord. And Lord, have mercy. For the nations of the world, we ask your healing May we have goodness and peace to share. May the Spirit move each of us to hold to what is right and true, looking for what is best for our communities. May we, like you, cherish and protect the least of those around us. Let us pray to the Lord, and Lord have mercy. For people near and dear to us who need relief from pain and suffering, from hunger and want, from loneliness and persecution, and from deep sorrow, today we ask your blessing for them, that you, 
our gracious God, would visit and relieve them in all your mercy. Let us pray to the Lord, and Lord, have mercy. Lord, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our hearts. In spirit-given faith, Heavenly Father, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus, in teaching us to pray, you bring us to remember the Father's eternal plan of salvation, your passion, death, and resurrection, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We'll give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. I ask God to bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.